I'm about to get everything off my chest. Her song Vent Nanette is hitting us with banging teasers for her forthcoming project and the two tracks that have been released thus far have been nothing short of enticing. Do stream the song, it is called Vent and follow Nanette at officially Nanette on Insta. And as the song prescribes, we're talking about venting online specifically, the repercussions of basing too much of your existence on the approval of online users who don't really know you. So hello and welcome back to the NDL show. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're breathing and that you managed to check out our last episode about confronting your childhood trauma. It was quite deep. If you're not doing so already, please do follow us at the NDL show on the socials as well as on Spotify. Add us to your library on Apple Podcasts and also rate and review us today. If there's anything particular you want to know about or topic suggestions, don't hesitate to email us on the NDL show one at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show financially, please feel free to donate via PayPal. The details are in the show notes. 
Now, you and I have a lot to talk about, as is the usual. So do stay tuned. This is the NDL Show. up on episode 66 on the NDL show, we talk about social media and the online bullying with fellow podcaster and digital creative Tundo Gold. We get into the pressures of clout and its subsequent effects in creating social media bullies who don't realize the effects of their words on various people. We also get into why we take social media so seriously and more. All of this coming up. Stay tuned. For this highly anticipated conversation about social media and the online bullying, joining me is this amazing digital creator who is also the host of one of my favorite podcasts in South Africa. It is known as Honey, I'm Home. If you don't know it already, please do check it out. It's available on every podcast platform. And yes, it is Tando Gold. Tando, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for that introduction. I've never actually been introduced. I'm always the one doing the introduction. So it's really interesting being on the other end, but I am really excited for this conversation. I think it's also very necessary in our time because mm. we do live on social media. So it's really interesting what we can uncover in this episode. So I'm really excited and thank you so much for, for having me. Definitely. I'm also excited to have you. I mean, your podcast is very enlightening and I just love the way that you think. And you've just mentioned just how much of a grip we have on social media and vice versa. Now, we know the pandemic tightened the hold and influence that social media has on us, especially because at some point it was the only medium through which we could use to get in touch with other people and what's happening, right? But apart from that, why do you think it is that the online world has become so important to us? Yeah. Why do we take social media so seriously? You know, obviously, I think even before the pandemic, I remember in high school being taught all the time that how you present yourself on social media is very important because what you put out there will stay in the cloud. So social media has always been around. I think it's just it's become present and it's become heightened right in the pandemic and post the pandemic. Well, not really post the pandemic because we still are in the pandemic, but it has become heightened and its presence has become very much in the forefront because it's how now we do our jobs. Um, Mm. I, for one, get a lot of my money from social media. So it is important to me. So For a lot of people, it's their currency. For other people, it's their ways of communicating with other people because as you might have noticed, a lot of people are now getting back into their own shells because we learned how to get back and return back to self because of the pandemic. We've been spending so much time alone and we figured how to navigate social media through just being by ourselves. And so I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to present ourselves a certain way because we have seen what social media can do for other people. Mm. One example is, you know, how Uncle Waffles, I'll always speak about Uncle Waffles and how she came up on, on her journey and it was through social media. So a lot of people try to get the numbers up and with getting the numbers up, it comes with pretending to be a certain person and so that's why when you do log off now you are left with this person that you don't even recognize because you spend about eight hours of your day pretending to be that person Mm -hmm. on social media also 
because a lot of people are not accepted outside, but on social media they are. Because if you can get the numbers up, that means maybe people really do like you and people value what you have to say. And therefore, you just keep going with whatever it is that you want people to hear mm. and what you think people want to hear from you. So for me, I've noticed a lot of just trying to be what we're not. And that's where the problem starts because there's so much beauty in social media. There's so much beauty in curating your content, the way in which it reflects who you are and the things that you're comfortable with sharing. But a lot of people are tapping too much into their personal lives in order to become relevant on social media. Mm-hmm. So just being accepted. And also it really does, because on my podcast, we explore a lot of how you were treated as a child translating to who you are right now. If maybe you were ignored growing up and now you get all this attention on social media, obviously social media is going to be very important to you and for you and in how you navigate your life. A lot of other people don't have relationships that are tangible outside of social media and therefore they spend so much time. So there's a lot of layers that we could potentially explore, but I really do think it's a currency for a lot of people. It's social currency and it's 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 one of those worlds that you don't realize you're getting gripped into until mm. you're in it yes. and until you realize that your life is going past you because you're spending so much time online. But also, I do believe that there's so much beauty. And so there isn't only bullies on social media. I've mm. met the most amazing people on social media who have helped me in times where I really needed help. So I think it really depends on where you are mm. in your life and what you see from social media, but it's very easy for you to direct your life based off the things that people say, especially romantic life and friendship related life. So I don't know, what about you? What do you think, how did we get to a point where we're just so comfortable with social media being at the forefront of our lives? Well, that is something that I'm still trying to unpack for myself, because as you said, I didn't realize just how deep social media could be until I was fully in it. And I get that a lot of us work online and we're able to pay the bills from being digital creators. But my worry is for the rise in people who are gravitating towards using social media solely for clout. It really worries me because of the extent that people are willing to go, forgetting sometimes that some things can and should remain offline. There's this clout wave that many people have hopped onto, not only for social currency, but also for actual currency. And I think that that has made the line very blurred. But I always question the intention behind people's tweets or posts, whether it was necessary or not, because that line between the online world and life on the ground has become so hard to differentiate because now there's this serious intersectionality between the two worlds and sometimes to our detriment. I think things happen fast with how we've gotten to this place with social media, but we can and should step back a bit. Let's talk a bit about the need to share and comment on everything online. What do you think largely fuels the need to share what's happening in our lives? Some things you know, deemed as personal, such as screenshots of conversations, arguments with parents or very intimate pictures posted to celebrate anniversaries. What is this culture about, especially for young black people? That kind of content actually really sells in comparison to any other content, right? And so you can see in how people respond to that kind of content and in how you quickly become the center of the conversation. But I don't think that's where it starts. I I just think We don't have outlets anymore where we can reach out to people in our lives to say, 
this is what I'm experiencing and I would like to share this with you and we would like I would like for us to keep it within us I mean I think yes we do have friends who are always available and always willing to hear us out but we have replaced our friends with social media so the things that we are meant to be sharing with our friends and family we're sharing with social media and also we have social media uh, fingers I call it social media fingers in that we rush to social media and that's why you were also saying what is the intention behind posting this we don't even ask ourselves how often do you ask yourself what is the intention of this before you post it and we only realize much later when someone comments on the tweet or comments on the picture and says hmm uh, I'm not sure about this one that's when you pick up that this is something that should have actually just stayed in your draft or rather not even have made it to your draft so I really do think we're just too quick to share with people because we are an oversharing generation to begin with and I always say this like a lot of the times we don't know for our own like personal lives where we draw the line with ourselves so it's very hard for you to navigate social media if you don't even have that line for yourself to begin with Mm. so if you are okay with sharing everything with anyone it will be fine for you to share on social media and I think we're different as people there are people who are okay with sharing that kind of content and it means little to nothing for them and so it's always easy to distinguish between what I can post and what I cannot post because if you look at my social media accounts it's very evident the content that I will never engage with Mm. and then you look at someone else and you say they are okay because of how they were raised because of the environment that they currently in the life um, that they live or the place in which they act in their lives at the moment will direct how you feel about social media. And, and so there's no one dimension to it. I, I, we always speak about certain things as though they are one dimensional and they're not. There's so many factors that influence how we share things and when we share those things. Because you could have an epiphany one day and, and you know look at social media differently and then start posting different content. But also that's another thing is that the people around you and the people who follow you now have to adjust to that new image of you. So I really do think also another thing that influences how we act on social media are people around us that hold us to who we are or who we used to be. So if you are a person who has had social media fingers all all their lives or someone who has overshared for a very long time, Mm -hmm. it's very hard for you to remove yourself from the image because the people in your life are holding you to that image. So I really think allowing for for change and, and for you to navigate it as best as you know in that phase that you're in is very important but also I think we're too hard on ourselves (laughs) that's one thing that I've seen in that sometimes you really just need an outlet and you really just need to put it out there where you know that people aren't going to really question you uh, on a deeper level because if you do share with your friends you need to be accountable to what you did what the other person did why you're sharing this why you're feeling this way Mm -hmm. as opposed to on social media I can just post a tweet and no one is going to question me unless obviously my followers put in um, a little bit of their their two cents but usually it's just an outlet for me to vent and to feel okay and I'm not gonna lie to you sometimes you do feel okay after putting certain things out there and getting them off your chest and so I really do think we can't have a one-dimensional view on why people overshare. And sometimes when we look at things as oversharing, it's because we ourselves 
are attaching a certain way or like shame or certain emotions mm. to what happened and some people don't some people genuinely are okay with what happened and they're okay with just sharing with the people around them and a lot of people believe in just transparency throughout the entire journey so it really just depends on people and I never want to box people I never want to box myself as well so there are times obviously where I would unravel on social media and I realized much later but then after that I feel good so I'm like okay maybe maybe we can draw a line as to how much we can share and how far we can go Mm. but having those boundaries with yourself is very important because not everyone needs to know you like that some Mm -hmm. people don't deserve to see that side of you so I think that's where it all comes from, just being very quick, um, also not investigating why exactly you're sharing with the people you're sharing. Also, are you trying to impress people? And a lot of the times, the things that we do share are things that we don't even need to be sharing in any case. So why? why mm-hmm. you know? But each to their own, each to their own. Yeah, yeah. And I resonate with that, you know, because naturally I'm an oversharer, right? I have to speak to myself, no one do, do not do it. online and I think at some point we all have come across these politics of whether we should share about things deemed personal on social media and if you do share it kind of warrants this negative comment section right for instance we see on Twitter sometimes someone posting their partner and then a comment which says "Mm, should I tell her or not comes up do you believe that sharing your personal life sanctions harmful comments And in the same breath, should users who post or who author tweets be open to the fact that they will indeed be criticised? Very funny that you actually shared that because I had spoken about that a couple of weeks ago on one of my episodes to, you know, just shedding light on the fact that the moment I started treating my social media a certain way, I started receiving certain comments from people. Mm. Previously, I used to also be the type of person who was very okay with commenting such things on people's posts. And then I stopped, okay, because I reevaluated and I said, this is not the way forward because where that stemmed from was essentially trying to go with the crowd. So if the crowd is laughing, I want to be found with the crowd and that's not important for me anymore. My individual self is now important and how I present myself has to kind of like align with the person that I am Mm. and one for one align so when I started changing that and I started being kinder to other people a lot of people also started being very kind to me so whenever I do post I rarely ever get hate on on my posts right Mm. but what I think happens is that I don't know if this is the right way for me to put it but I think we are just envious as a generation or as a people in that we don't want to see certain people have certain things. And so you can almost predict that this person will get this kind of comment. The same post can be posted by someone else or a post of a similar nature can be posted by someone else and receive different kinds of reception from people so it really just depends on the people that you're surrounded by and it also depends by how you move as well I think most of the time a lot of people do tend to attack people who were previously unkind to them so there's this whole thing on on Twitter where people wait for you to say something and then they will step on you right and they will recruit every other person who you've done something to to do the same thing so people don't forget but Mm -hmm. another thing that I think happens is that 
we are so okay with being directed by people we don't know from a ball of green soap of on how to act and what to post and you can see this based on the kind of content that always always sells if you look at the kind of content that a lot of people post it has to always do with other relationships or it has to do with their friendships and sometimes people do story times where they were cheated on and that's the kind of content that sells and we are so okay with sharing those kind of things because we have given people the platform and we have told people that we want to hear more a lot of the times even on twitter when you were saying oh, should i tell her someone will say open a space and that's how it starts and so for me i really do think we are very okay with allowing for the perception that other people have of life of what is right to do what is not right to do to influence our perspective and that is very dangerous because it says a lot about the kind of people that we are because if we're easily swayed by people we don't know it means that we don't have any ground to stand on and that is what social media always does how often do you hear people say in doctor must do this a woman must do this and people actually believe that people live that outside of social media mm-hmm. and people are always just hanging on like how you were saying that sometimes you get trolled and it affects how you see yourself and that is because we put such significance on what people say about us because we're trying so hard to be accepted so I think the foundation of this entire conversation is acceptance on every every part so even the bully the bully is also trying to get accepted by other people because when they you know bring you down and everyone else is like ah oh, you you the man you know you you you're up there we we be proud of you mm-hmm. and then the people who are also oversharing are people who also just want to be heard like listen to me hear me see me even though it's not actively going to sound like that but when you go back to the drawing board and you realize that you are only really sharing this because you wanted an outlet and you wanted to be heard and you wanted to be accepted for whatever experience it is so genuinely i think as a people we just want to be accepted and social media has made it so easy for us to find people who will accept us whether we do that through being positive or negative either way we end up finding our tribe we end up finding the people that will push our content and we end up finding the people who we will you know form groups with to mm. bring that other person down or to bring that other person up mm. so it really just depends on who you are so if you are a favorite on the timeline you are going to get really great comments whether you do something that is ridiculous or harmful to the next person or you do something really great you're always going to have people that back you and i think that's also the danger of social media in that it blinds us as to what is important and mm. as to what is right because we go according to how popular you are or how liked you are and mm. we'll always favor your content whether it's harmful or not so it's a lot but mm. i really do think a lot of people just want to be accepted and that is it i just want to know your experience because you did you mentioned that you tend to overshare how has your experience been of late when you realize that you overshare do you prevent yourself from sharing do you journal do you now speak to other people have you found ways in which you can feel less shamed for sharing what's happened 
Yeah, it differs by the day, to be quite honest. Oversharing on social media usually has me regretting it because I always reflect and think, oh, why did I tell them that as I was saying? But I usually do that in real life, so there's that as well. But I used to tweet everything, you know, if I was angry about the dishes not being washed, I'd tweet it. There was nothing that I did not tweet and I would feel a sense of relief, you know. But there was a point where I realized that I need to ensure that there are boundaries with what I share online. So now I'll I'll let my close circle know that I'm not okay. Even if there's something I want to talk about that's happening on social media, I'd rather take a screenshot and send it to my friend and ask, friend, what do you think? You know, as opposed to commenting on social media. One thing about me, you know, I can't change my mind. So I don't want to say something and then have to take it back online because I feel that it always remains there. And I don't want to cause any harm to someone without knowing because I said something on social media without even thinking, without paying attention. So yeah, I do make it a point to take it offline, but sometimes it's beyond me and I do share on social media and it is what it is. You know, I go with my energy at that moment. I think it's it's important also to just not be hard on ourselves. I think mm. we're too hard because we want to just always be the happy one on social media, no drama, no unraveling, none of that. But you are human after all and your social media pages are a reflection of where you are and and so it is okay to just vent a little bit here and there but as long as there is control over that because as soon as you lose the control then you allow so many people access to you Mm -hmm. and you can't even complain when people ask you personal questions because you gave it to them Mm -hmm. and so now it's like people want to know so you have to tell people and you can't be upset and you can't be name calling and you can't be telling people that they're being unreasonable and always wanting to know things about your life when you put it out there so my rule of thumb is if I'm okay with someone having this on their phone especially if it has to do with uh, visual content Mm -hmm. if someone can save this on their phone I'm fine I'm okay if I was to see this on a billboard I will be okay and I'll say yeah that was my picture if I am to see it on an ad, I'll say that was my video. If I am to see it on a newspaper that my tweet went viral and this is what I said, I should be okay with that. And if someone is to approach me to ask me something about what I tweeted or what I've said or my relationship, if I do put it out there, my friendships, my job, then I should be able to answer to those people because no one asked me to do that. I did it out of my own will. So I have to face the consequences and face the music, right? And that is why a lot of people don't post anything about their jobs because then at any point in time, you could lose your job for what you say. So we are aware that social media does play such an important role in how we navigate life and how we navigate the future. And so that is why people tend to just post certain things or lock their accounts when they say something that is harmful because they know that there will be consequences to that. So my only concern is that we know that there will be consequences. We know what will follow. But rarely do we ever act in a way that preserves ourselves or our social media or the people around us Mm. and we're so okay we've made it so okay to act a certain way and to Mm. say certain things because they and and as much as as I'm saying there will be consequences there are very few people who are accountable to those consequences and so a lot of people just get left and you can see in how 
during this is a trigger warning during like 20 was it 2019 2019 september a lot of people mm. were outed on social media for their behavior right yeah. um in relation to gender-based violence and these people have literally found their way back on social media and they've been welcomed by their friends by their their followers by the people that really like them and that's just how social media is yes you will suffer the consequences for now but a lot of people in as much as people remember what you did a lot of people will just shove it under the carpet so there has to be a balance with what you say that um, can damage the next person because life is very much one moment it's me one moment is you so mm-hmm. yes you might be acting a certain way right now but it might come back to you it might not be in the same form but somehow it will get back to you so that's just my two cents on mm-hmm. why we really should be hard on ourselves for certain things, but not things that are not harmful to the next person. You venting out and having an outlet is not harmful to anyone. In any case, it's helping you. You are letting it out of your chest and you're mm-hmm. okay. You're a lighter. Um, but once it starts being harmful to the next person, you really need to reevaluate yourself, your life and your content. I couldn't agree more. And you mentioning September 2019, it just seems that this country, you know, there's this culture of a lack of accountability and it continues to grow strong, especially when it comes to perpetrators. We really do need to reimagine how accountability is executed in this country. So Tando, I'm interested to know whether you have any experiences with being dragged, trolled or bullied online. Have you had any of those before? So I haven't been bullied before, and that is actually a great question. Maybe I might have experienced comments that might have broken me for that time period, but Mm -hmm. I haven't actively been bullied on social media. Yes, I've been bullied in my own personal life outside of social media, but not on social media. I have, though, experienced secondhand bullying, if I can call it that, where I can see that someone was getting bullied, and a lot of people do leave social media because of the comments that people do make Mm. and I'm obviously not even going to reveal the person's name but I resonated a lot with this person and why this person would have left social media was because they had a YouTube channel and you know they were doing like vlogs and really beautiful content that I really enjoyed consuming and a lot of people were unhappy with the way the person spoke and the way the person pronounced certain words Mm -hmm. and the way in which they articulated themselves and so for me that used to be me growing up and I've spoken about this so many times that obviously growing up I didn't really know how to converse in English and I had to do a lot of reading when I changed schools and so seeing that person leave social media was actually very telling of how harmful and how detrimental all of those comments were towards that person and it's so easy it it, it really could be just one comment but it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? Because you don't know what they have been going through before. And in them going through all of that, it could have amounted to all of the things that they have experienced now. And then your comment would be that final nail yeah. in the door. And then it's 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 very tough because a lot of people do also take their own lives because of how they are treated on social media. And we realize when it's very late, that our behavior could have caused someone to step over that line. And so 
I haven't experienced it. And I'm very grateful that I haven't experienced it because for me, social media has always been my place where I can draw inspiration from people and also to use it to tell my story and to gain my voice. Because for the longest time, I never really had the platform or people never really used to listen to me because of how I used to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that in as much as you can pick up that that's not what you prefer or it doesn't sound the way that you think it should be sounding or it doesn't look a certain way, it's very important to just disconnect. You don't have to even dislike the person's picture or dislike their video, mm. but just removing yourself and not engaging with that content is so much better than you actively engaging with it negatively mm. because this person it, it takes so much for you to put yourself out there yeah. I don't know a lot of the times even as a creative I doubt a lot of my work before I put it out and sometimes I just say let me just close my eyes and post this and then leave my social media and I'll come back and that's because I'm very much aware that at any point in time there could be that one person who says Tando, are you sure about this mm. and then everyone else now follows and that's what happens it's always that one person who picks up something and then everyone else follows because even before that no one was picking it up right it's so easy to even pick up the people who are most likely going to get bullied the people who are most likely going to get defended the people who are most likely going to come back after being bullied and people who are not going to come back and sometimes you're better off without social media it yeah. is nice to be connected with the world and be connected with your friends but not enough for you to compromise your mental well-being and to compromise yourself. Have you been bullied before? Yeah, I have been dragged on social media before. And as a person with anxiety, the kind that wants to make sure people see why I'm justified in whatever it is that I've posted, I sometimes feel the need to always respond, you know. But at the same time, it's so taxing. Responding to a lot of people, concerning yourself to death with worry over what people who don't know you, don't know your history, don't know your intentions, it takes away so much of your peace. You know, when I do get dragged now, I will, of course, check the comments just to measure how bad it is and then log off and avoid the socials for a day or two and through doing this even recently i realized that people can take social media so seriously to the point where when you do get dragged it becomes so personal that you can't even breathe you go about your day shaking your mental health really gets messed up by that how did you handle that did you just log off did it mean anything to you did it matter at that time so when you look at it retrospectively should you have done anything differently? Would you have done anything differently? I certainly would have done a few things differently. But when I see that things are popping off, I'll simply mute a tweet because I'm stubborn and log off until I feel like it's safe to do so. I'm very intentional about what I consume and how I let it affect me. You know, back then it would be a big deal. And I won't lie, the moments in which the drag is taking place, it does... It does make me feel some type of way. You know, I'm human. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> but now I've reached a point where it's like I do not need to give random people my energy because I know for myself what my intentions were and we're simply not the same. So we won't see things in the same way. And I do not have to prove to anyone online why my perspective is valid, especially for people who are trying to come across as woke. And I too was also bullied when I was younger. So I'm not new to navigating the space. 
So now I'm on social media for me. I'm not on it for the likes, for the followers. If I post something, it's for me. It's not my problem if I get a like or not. I'm happy with interactions and content when I don't get those interactions. So that's where I'm at, you know, but it's not the same for everyone. I also think this has been something that has been on my mind for a very long time in that these apps that we use are set up in such a way that they promote your your like or your need mm. for for likes for comments because Instagram before I remember I think probably like high school like beginning of high school or like primary school Instagram would only tell you um I think like 11 people and more liked mm. your post uh, we never had DMs comment section it was just very simple people were posting their coffee and going about their days people were posting tumblr pictures quotes and it was great it was really great because a lot of people were celebrated for just getting out of bed and opening Mm. your curtain and post whatever no one cared about how the background looks in the picture no one cared about how many likes i have all people wanted to do was share their pictures of them in caps that were, you know, those straight back caps. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really fun. But I think now, even on on video sharing platforms, a lot of the times these apps will push content that looks a certain way, has a certain feel, and it doesn't take you even searching hard enough you just have to log into your explore page to see the kind of uh, content that is repetitive and so a lot of people now try to do the same thing and when they don't get it like the person who did it first then it kind of like messes up with with their head right so I've always been thinking about if we went back to just the normal social media apps we don't need to see the likes we don't need to see who disliked it we don't need to see the um, analytics we don't need to see the insights we don't need to see whose content is doing better than who because I think that is the reason why a lot of people would then be fighting you for the likes and the retweets because at the end of the day it gets them the the jobs because if my analytics look really great and they're all in green it means I can get more jobs right even though the basis of what she said was probably true and it meant something to you they saw it as a loophole to increase their engagement so I've always just been thinking about the simpler ways of doing things have always been the better ways we are complicating social media we are complicating life we're complicating our own lives because we like how you were saying it's now not enough for you to be dragged for for it to ruin your day, to ruin your perspective on what it is that she said. It will take a lot longer and a lot more to get to that point, right? But there's also still a lot of kids who are growing up. I look at my little sister and I look at the things that she posts and I look at how she engages with people on social media. And I think she's also going to get to that point where she probably gets bullied on social media. And I will have to be that person who talks to her to say, it doesn't matter. In as much as to her, it matters at that point because it probably resonates with one of her insecurities mm-hmm. and it highlights that insecurity. It's going to break her. And we need to just be creating really and honestly and truly 
platforms that cater to us as much as we cater to them Mm. these platforms don't really care if you are experiencing a a meltdown or a breakdown because of the dislike button that sells to them it tells them which content is selling and therefore they will push that because they also need their money so it's so important for us to know how to navigate these things for me i give myself um, timeouts Mm. on tuesdays and on thursdays there are certain times i don't log on to social media and I just go outside, touch the grass if you have to, just do something, anything, but don't spend too much time on social media to a point where you know every single thing that's going on. You know what this person said at this time. You know who was dragged. You know who's the favorite. Those things don't matter when you log off. Yeah. And being very honest with yourself really helps a lot because like you were saying, you log off, you leave people. Now you are moving on with your life and everyone else is still fighting and laughing and ha, 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 ha. But mm. you've gone past that. But whilst, yes, it might be affecting you mentally, you have decided actively to put it past you. So I really do think that something has to change in these platforms and how we engage with each other and in what we push as valuable content. A lot of the content that is valuable is not getting pushed. Mm. And a lot of the content that is detrimental to a lot of people's mental well-being is not being pushed and then we hashtag mental health matters Mm. mental health awareness but we do it once a year and we do it mental health awareness month and then we forget about it and when someone speaks out to say this is what happened to me we we give them the side eye like oh really and Mm. and you allowed that to happen but we don't understand the significance of these things and and the highlights of our own lives being put out there on social media potentially affecting other people so it's it's a lot but I really do just believe if we go back to how we used to do things the the simplistic route I think would really impact a lot of people in a good way Mm -hmm. and also give power to a lot of people who've lost their voice because of the people on social media who've taken it from them I agree with you. It would help to just not pay too much attention to your Instagram feed. It's okay to post whatever. It is okay. As a content creator, it matters, obviously, for brands to see an aesthetically pleasing feed. But do you know how much it takes from me to Mm. ensure that I'm wearing the same color, Mm. I have the same background, I'm eating at places (laughs) that have aesthetic. It is a lot. And I have decided personally for myself that that is not worth it. Mm. It might obviously mess up with the bag, but come on. I cannot live a life for me that is so curated to a point where if I post a picture that has a little bit of pink on it, it messes Mm. up my feed. Mm. My life is not a feed. I direct my social media. So if I'm wearing pink today, why am I not reflecting that on my social media? Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Maybe at some point in this conversation, I'd really like to discuss anxiety around social media Mm -hmm. and the anxiety that a lot of people have with posting on social media. Mm -hmm. I am for romanticizing your life and documenting your life because there have been times where I've forgotten things that happened in my life. And then I saw a picture and I was like, oh yeah, we did this. Like this happened, you know, like documenting your life romanticizing your life just being joyful in the moment being present yes take that picture post that picture if you want to post that boomerang post it like just live breathe and live 
and this is to all my content creators because I know how we live. Mm. I know the reality. I know the behind the scenes. I know we take 11 boomerangs before we post the one that looks perfect. Mm. And no one knows what's going on behind, you know. We need to let go. Like, guys, let's just go back to the simplistic route of doing yeah. things. Like, post yeah. your ah, but as you were, sorry. <laughs> Even taking a breath because you're speaking to me right now. You know, I've tried that thing of being a serious person on Insta. It's so much money and so much energy. And let's actually get into the anxiety with posting because I find that a lot of us have the struggle of whether you should post or not and whether you'll get interactions, just the whole thing. You know, when you finally post, it becomes so scary. It's the panic because how will it be received by your audience? So talk to me about your own experience with anxiety and social media posting. Yeah, so I mean, I think maybe now you can see that I probably post whatever I want, whenever I want, and I post a lot. And that's because I've decided for me, for myself, for my own sanity, that if ever I do feel like I'm analyzing my posts too much or I'm comparing myself to the other person, I'm going to force myself to post it because mm-hmm. there's no reason why I should be comparing myself to the other person. And we project our insecurities onto the other people. So the, the reason why we have this anxiety is because we think that oh, okay, um, someone is going to see this post and they're going to complain about my forehead. <laughs> no one is going to look at your forehead like that mm. unless they are also very aware of their own forehead. And I remember someone saying to me that we criticize the things that we lack or the things that we desire in us or the lack of. So mm. if I, you know, I'm not confident with my, my tummy and someone is wearing a crop top and their tummy looks like mine, I'm more likely to judge them. And so for me, I've stopped projecting those insecurities onto other people. And usually there's a warm reception when I do post my pictures. And a lot of people always used to say, oh, we really like your photo dumps. And I would say, if only you guys knew how long it took for me to decide to actually post this and how many people have asked in my friendship circle if they actually want me to you know, post this or if they think this is a, a picture that's worth posting. Mm. And that comes a lot with the comparison where you look at someone's Instagram and then you look at your picture and you think it's Mm. not as great. Mm. The quality of the picture is not great. The content of the picture is not great Mm. until you post it. So yes, sometimes you are valid and feeling very anxious about your posts because maybe you think you're putting too much of yourself out there. But for me, as soon as I started doing it for myself, that's when I was liberated because Mm. I'm not holding on to the idea anymore that people want to see this kind of content if people want to see that kind of content they will follow those people who will give them those content people are following you for a reason people are following you because they want to see that content Mm. so we are just really harsh on ourselves and this is just with life in general it's the same thing as we are so forgiving to other people, but not forgiving towards ourselves. So mm-hmm. yes, I can forgive someone if they slip up on social media, but I'll never forgive myself. I'll always hold it to myself. I'll hold it. I'll, I'll hold a knife to myself and mm-hmm. ask myself, why did I act a certain way? Why did I say a certain thing? But if you look at the fact that you are just as human as the next person that you're forgiving, that you're allowing to get away with certain things, it becomes so much easier. And another thing with the anxiety of posting is 
that I know for myself is when people do engage with my content and when I now have to actively engage with those people and engaging with people sometimes, yes, it is very daunting when you think about it because it's it's like, how do I present myself now? Do I allow these people into my space because I've posted this and people will ask me, oh, where is this? And other people will be like, oh, you're so cool. Can I be your friend? Mm-hmm. Other people are like, oh, can you teach me how to edit this? Where did you get your dress? You know, those things, mm-hmm. those little, little comments also do add to people not wanting to post. But I really think the biggest one of all is us wanting to be perfect. Yes. You are never going to achieve the perfect feed. I'm sure the people who you look at who you think have the perfect feed also feel like they don't have the perfect feed. Mm. They probably feel like I could be doing better. I could be doing more, but I do want for people to start doing different things. We are seeing the same thing over and over again, especially with vlogs. Like Mm. it's okay for you to vlog with your background. It's okay Mm. for you to create content that is authentic to you because Mm. the moment you lose it, that's the moment you lose your audience because a lot of people will be like, hmm, it doesn't really align to who she is. So I'm not really going to to engage with this. And it's hard for you to push that kind of content because you also don't even know how to push that. So I really do think one, going back to being, you know, simplistic. Mm. Number two, not comparing yourself to anyone. Mm. Number three, knowing that Yes, you might get close to the perfect feed, but it will take you so much time, so much money, and it's really not worth it because social media is just meant for us to show our moments that we want to share with our friends and our family. Mm. And back in the days, yes, that's how social media was was structured. You used to follow your friends, you used to follow your family members. And then now, obviously, because the follower count is growing, it's difficult for us to maintain that authenticity because we want to cater to so many other people. Mm. And the last one is don't project any of the insecurities that you have of yourself to other people. People might even want to see that kind of content. And I, one thing that I do is I follow women that look like me, Mm. women that do similar things and women that have, a physical appearance that is similar to mine in that way it's easy for me to not compare myself to them because I'm not trying to be like them I am like them Mm. so I'm not spending so much of my time at the gym trying to achieve this shape or trying to eat a certain way or trying to use certain products on my hair on my skin to get to a certain point because if she looks like me she is sharing her journey and she's happy Mm. surely I shouldn't be so hard on myself Mm. because it is okay and when I look at her she's beautiful she's amazing she's confident and why can't I be you know so ensuring that you're the people that you follow and the people that are following you are people who you guys can bounce off energies and people who actually have something to offer to you in terms of the content that they give so if their content is taking from your energy more than it's pouring back maybe it's time to look into unfollowing those people and following more people that make you feel good about yourself mm-hmm. I think if we're spending eight hours on social media on a daily basis I should be feeling good I cannot be spending eight hours crying and comparing myself and feeling like I have nothing to give or being very anxious there's absolutely no ways 
I'm worried being stressed by work, worried being stressed by, by life. I can't be stressed by social media and people I don't know. Amen. That is so powerful. Really, that's how it should be. And thank you for that, because I was going to ask you, you know, to just wrap it up with how we can work towards being mindful about how we use social media. We give so much of ourselves to the online world and we do deserve to get something in return. So thank you, Tando, for enlightening us throughout this conversation. You are an inspiration to many of us and I really do appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Thank you so much for having me. I think I've always wanted to speak about this, especially because it's my line of work and it takes so much of my time. So it's always important to also let people know that no one is perfect. And I also do experience times of being very anxious and doubtful of my content, of comparing myself to people. So it is okay. And I think to just close it off, don't be hard on yourself. And this goes for anything, for life, for your failures, for mm. your relationships, for social media, for anything. Just don't be hard on yourself and just allow yourself to be, to learn and to grow. And the only way you can do that is by not being hard on yourself. So thank you so much for, for this episode. I, I really had the best time and I really hope it's helpful for other people as well. We really do need to care less about social media when we're on it for leisure and not to be so hard on ourselves. That was Tando Gold from the Honey I'm Home podcast. Do check it out. Also follow Tando. Her handle will be in the show notes. And as always, please do let us know what you think about this conversation. Have you been trolled, bullied or dragged on social media and how did it affect you? And should we take social media as seriously as we do? We are at the NDL show on the socials. We part with this newly released track by New Edison featuring Reba called Way Down. Stream it everywhere. From my producer Tulani Sidra and I, catch you on the next one. And until then, be easy. Show me what it is that I need in this life that's gonna set me right. Oh yeah. 80,000 feet off the ground, roam around in the neighborhood alone all day. I've been writing songs all day, but none of them connect. I'm in need of a boost. I got food for the youth, but a few take a sip of the soup. Think the rest unimpressed. I'm in need me a second to change the approach. I don't know what to do. Hey. Sharpening the light on the low for the goblins. I pray that I don't blow a fuse. Hanging by a thread or a noose. Either way, hella high off the fumes. I've been highly induced. Looking like a long way now. It's too late to give up. More than halfway now. Can't afford to give up. It's a long way down. Looking like a long way down. Here we go now. Adding up the costs on my time, it's a high price. Gotta go the whole way now. Gotta go the whole way now. Raise your glass if you know what I mean. Didn't run the whole way here just to hang up the cleats. I'ma hold up for life, it's a long way down. Gotta go the whole way now. Open up, go, go. Nothing in life is gonna come to you. Gotta go and get it now. Go, go. Open up, go, go. gonna come to you gotta go and get it down go go open up open up i have to go the whole way now told my people i will never stop despite the highs and the lows i can be distracted i got places to go i've been putting working get into the back when they get to chirping we tweet tweet all matters that they can't even fathom yo these streets were designed by the young and the restless these streets were designed by the young and the restless i can fake this no you're rocking with the realest I don't need an office to get busy. No, supposed to bring the light, but I've been flickering. Flick, any, any emotions, what a sinister. Mix, you my number one pick. I 
will never let you go We about to go the whole way now I've been writing these songs for the whole day now Think I'm about to connect, I can feel the connection Looking like a long way down Here we go now Adding up the costs on my time, it's a high price Gotta go the whole way now Gotta go the whole way now Raise your glass if you know what I mean Didn't run the whole way here just to hang up the cleats I'ma hold on for life, it's a long way down Gotta go the whole way now Open up, go, go Nothing in life is gonna come You gotta go and get it now Go, go Open up, go, go Open up, go, go Nothing in life is gonna come You gotta go and get it now Go, go Open up, open up The only way up is from the ground And the only way out is to go within You're human just like me Before you could walk, you had to crawl just like me One foot in front of the other When you walk, it's just like me So why should I be afraid? No, I'm not afraid of you I'm too busy watering my own grass To notice if yours is green Deeply rooted, your wind doesn't bother me I don't feel the pressure, please I'm in touch, but I'm out of reach When you need me You don't have to understand it, but believe me Believe me, yeah, yeah, yeah.